Welcome back to Drinks After Work with Shannon and Abby, where we give you that after work happy hour energy and talk about everything other than work. Yes. Welcome back. If you're Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Don't judge me. This is a judgment free zone. No, it's not. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back. It's episode 18. We're almost on 20 toes. 20, 20 toes and hands. On, 20 fingers and hands, toes. We're almost on 20 toes. Hell yeah. Um, if you're new here, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Um, it's at drinksafterwork underscore on Instagram and at drinksafterwork no underscore on TikTok. Yeah, go go throw us a follow. Yes, and if and if you haven't, if you're a, a girl and you're a baddie and you live in Boston, mm-hmm. join our Facebook group. Join our private Facebook group for Boston Baddies. Absolutely. We we hit over 900 members like yes. since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. I, I love that for us. I love it too. It's so fun. It's like a little community. I know. Okay. So guys, you know the drill. Commercial break. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Ladies, there is nothing worse than a guy that's whose idea of taking care of themselves is using a bar of soap and then calling it a day. Am Ugh. I right? Men are like so blessed. They can literally get away with like... The Anything. bare minimum. Yeah, they don't the have to do minimum. shit. They don't do facials, IPL treatments. They don't do any of it. No. All that we ask, the only thing we ask, is that they can be manicured Just from a well shaving. groomed. Well from groomed. From head to toe. Just be well groomed. And how are you going to do that? Manscaped. Manscaped, baby. Um, we have here the performance package. It has everything you need to have your girl um, thanking you. Thanking you. Thanking you. And, you know, we just had to, we couldn't just like show you this dope package and not offer something. Absolutely. So Manscaped, um, they're a really fun company, guys. So head over to manscaped.com. They have a wide array of products, like we said, to get you groomed from your head to your toe so that your girl will stop bitching to you (laughs) about your lack of manicuring. So head over there, use code BIGNIGHT for 20% off plus free shipping. You're welcome. What's better than that? You're welcome. Um, I'll tell you what's better than that. I'm what? a little biased, but um, if you guys didn't know, we officially have merch. So yes. you can go to the link in our bio to cop your DAW hoodie or sticker or hat, whatever it is you want. Go cop it. But we had to like shout you guys out and give you guys a huge thank you because at Big Night, we have a merch competition every single month, mm-hmm. and we won for the month of March because we were we sold the most merch. Woohoo! Yeah, so um, <laughs> thank you guys to everyone that has already purchased um, anything from our shop. We yes. really appreciate it, um, and now we get to rub it in everyone else's face that we were the podcast that sold the most merch for yes. the month of March. So let's do it again for April. How about let's that? Let's do it again. Let's run it back. Yes. Thank you guys so much. It's honestly amazing. And every single time we get a little notification on Instagram that you guys are wearing a hoodie or a crop sweatshirt or whatever it is, we get so excited. So keep it going. Yes. Um, okay. So also we just have so many updates, but so we, I know we teased like a month or so ago, sip and dip and, it took us a while to get episode two out, but she's out. And she's now, yes. Yeah, so last <laughs> week we posted Sip and Dip episode two at Bodega. So if you haven't already, go listen to it. Give it a watch. And then this week we are dropping episode three at Citrus and Salt. You know what's so funny? So 
Sam, who is our producer, whom we love. We talk about him all the time. So he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to Citrus and Salt with my girl this weekend. I know you guys went there for Sip and Dip. Can you tell us, can you tell us, like... Like where we like what we should order, like what drinks. And you would think being like all the hard work that Sam does for us, you yeah. would think that we'd be like, Oh my god, we got you. Get <laughs> this, order this. No, no, no. No, no, no. You can find out when you edit sip and dip, Sam. We were like You have to Sam. wait like the rest of everyone. <laughs> we we're like, Sam, wait till you it's so funny because you and I were synonymous. Like not, not one of us was like willing to give him any information. We were like, Sam, this is fucking fight club. We're not giving you any information until you watch. Or until you edit, until yeah. you edit our vlog. So yeah, you can you can find out and take notes while you edit. So sorry. Okay, so it's it's spring, right? Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung upon us. It has. How are we feeling? Do you feel different, like a new woman? I feel like um, yes, because I feel like um, my seasonal depression is slowly melting, starting away. to subside. Yes. Is your therapist ecstatic? I ghosted her. <laughs> Why? So probably not. She's not ecstatic. She's probably not ecstatic because I'm ghosting Wait, her. how long have you ghosted her? Uh, it's been a couple months. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you feel like you're doing well like mentally? No. No. But like <laughs> still here. We're still here. We're still thriving. We're not thriving, but we're surviving. No. We we're surviving. And thriving. And thriving. Because we're surviving. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. Boom. Yes. But I'm honestly not thriving right now because I forgot my little phone stand and I just feel off. Yeah, I know. I just like I'm using my cup to like lean my phone up against it and I'm just like not about you're, it. You're like that though. Like for it's those of so you watching particular. on YouTube in the studio, we have like these pink lights in here and Abby, mm -hmm. if you mess with her pink lights, like she will come for you and she will she will kill you. Like she's like, Sam, get the pink lights up. <laughs> and if Sam's like, well, you know, one of the lights is out. She's like, then we're not recording. <laughs> we'll come back another day. Uh, he tried to tell us today that they were dead because they were in fact dead. But I know for a fact that they have two sets of the lights. And I was okay. like, get them out, Sam. Come on. <laughs> Don't don't mess with me. We got a we got a podcast to film. Exactly. Um, uh, okay, so Easter, Easter was this past weekend. Yeah, I didn't see you this weekend. It was sad. Yeah, I know. I was, I took the train back to my parents. You took house. the train. The train. You me took public transportation. It's yeah. I took the Amtrak. I'm so to, proud to UNH um, to Durham, and then my parents picked me up. So it's me, my backpack on with my work laptop my editing laptop in the front i had another backpack with my two kittens in it and then i had like an overnight bag that was what was walking into the train station what a shit show people were very concerned they were like what what's happening here and i was like well you know were you alone or with were you i was Bianca? by, my, by you myself were? yes oh god i wish i could have been there to watch that shit show it was a little disturbing though because i had this backpack in front of me like a big backpack so i think people were kind of like what what's going on and i was like oh it's just my cats and they were like <laughs> okay fine <laughs> they were either relieved to see the cats or like kind of concerned they were concerned they were like this girl's lost her marbles it's okay <laughs> i was like you know what nine months into covid what are you gonna do right and they were nine, like amen sister um it's concerning that you think it's only been nine months a year it's literally a been year a year COVID. okay well i've officially lost it how was your easter <laughs> um my easter was good i went home but before i went home mystery man and i um had a spontaneous had a trip to the mall. You were like, it took a while to sell. You had a what? I was like, something happened. No. I was trying to think of the word spontaneous. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I was like, it's on the tip There's of my so tongue. There's so many words out there. I was like, what's the word? 
last minute unplanned spontaneous spontaneous trip okay. to the mall because he was honestly i honestly don't even know if it i don't know if it was because he wanted a new easter outfit or he just wanted to go shopping and he ended up wearing it on easter but we went to the mall and he ended up buying a whole new outfit like literally new shirt new pants new shoes new belt like literally the whole have you ever met a guy no. that's shopped more than you? No. You don't need to even finish the sentence because the answer is no. He shops so much. So much. He loves clothes. Honestly, I uh, love that for him. Love that for me because he looked fine on Easter. So good yeah. for him. Honestly, so funny though because b- before you guys started dating, I remember this was like a year or two ago. Um, I went to the mall with Michael and him mm-hmm. and like one of um michael's other guy friends and we were going shopping and he was just like in such a good mood like he was just like hopping around and like the other guys were like being gra- dragged from store to store and they're like oh and he was just he's like shannon he's like i love shopping <laughs> i was like okay after like the third store he was like so do you regret coming with me i was like what no no what girls love it do, do girls normally hate shopping i don't know that's honestly I, lo- I love that though because i think that the art of dressing up for holidays. Maybe I'm super old fashioned, but mm-hmm. I just I love dressing up. I love yeah, it. you do. Especially, look, look at what you're wearing today. It makes me happy. It <laughs> makes me genuinely like filled with joy when I can dress up. I don't know what I it could. is, but like I was talking to my mom about this because obviously Easter this year, a lot of people are just kind of chilling at home with their immediate family, and no one's dressing up because what's the need? Right. Which I understand, and I'm not holding judgment against anyone. It's just like a personal thing for me where I'm like. I'm like, one day when I have my own family and my own house, I'm going to make Easter attire mandatory formal. <laughs> like, not even business casual, just formal. And if you don't... Like, suit and tie, like... Like, wear like, wear, like a dress. Like, I want, like, Gossip Girl, like, type Thanksgiving. Oh, like, God. you know, Gossip Girl Thanksgiving. That's what I want. We got to get you to New York. I know. I, like... It's so true, though, because when we worked at the same job and... It was before COVID and we were in the office, like, and even before we were even like really friends, like I would see you walk in the hallway and I'd be like, who's that girl and where is she going? Why does she look so (laughs) good? Why is she wearing high heels? Like I could never, like not even like booties with heels, like high heels. High heels. Like you love dressing up. Yes. I think I never grew out of like the dress up stage when you're like a little kid and you play dress up. Mm -hmm. Never grew out of it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but this obviously the past year has not been good for me because I just, I want to know if there's going to come a time in the future where it's going to be socially acceptable to wear dress up clothes and not wear sweats every single day. And it's like, I feel like these days, do you feel like there's like this weird, it's like a competition where like sweatpants are now really expensive. Like I feel like they used to be 30 bucks and now it's like $300 for a nice pair of sweatpants. And I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. So literally and girls, if you're looking for like a new pair of sweatpants that you really like garage has the best boyfriend Mm -hmm. joggers and they're like, I don't know. I actually don't know how much, but they're probably they're like, I think they're $40 and they're so soft. And I literally have like 10 different colors, Yeah. but you're so right. Like the amount and like, I've literally bought 10 pairs of garage sweatpants in the, in the past yeah, year. So cute. And it's like my, my closet, like my like dresser at home is like, has been replaced. Like I literally took out all my work pants and you like did? just filled them with sweatpants really? and now it's just overflowing with sweatpants. with sweatpants. And it's a problem. And it's like, if you go out now and you like dress 
even like remotely nice people are like whoa what are you doing why are you trying so hard yeah like i walked into places before wearing like jeans and a nice top people people are like i know what are you doing where'd you come from yeah (laughs) and i'm like i I don't know where my house house. (laughs) well no it's so true and like do you ever feel like i feel like i need to like learn how to like dress again like i don't know like what to wear to be honest i didn't really know how to dress before but I, I feel you like maybe now is a good time for me to learn <laughs> no that's not true at all okay. I just well there's some girls who I feel like have perfected like the grungy kind of like casual cute phase I've never been that girl I've always been like more is more what like, do you mean like grungy okay I don't mean grungy I'm like I'm trying I don't to even know what that in the word I guess really I mean casual means. like just just like streetwear like streetwear yeah. sweatpants yeah. sweatshirts like a crop top with cute sweatpants who's the Hadid one of like Bella, Gigi, one of them, I feel like wears or like made it or was it, was it honestly Hailey Bieber who kind of made Hayley like Bieber comfy was, clothes? Cute? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's been like a big person that's, that's done that. I mean, but she looks amazing in everything. She does. And I think yeah, she, that was a bad just, example. she knows how to dress. That's the thing. Like my sister's yeah. the same way. Like she could wear a pair of sweatpants and a crop top and she looks like a million bucks. I just don't think I'm that person. Like when I wear a pair of sweatpants and a crop top, like I look like I just crawled out of like <laughs> some gutter and it, I just don't That's think, not true. I just don't think it works for me. But I also just think like there's this whole nother like level of style right now, which is kind of interesting where you can be even like the fashion icons, like you can be wearing sweatpants, you could be wearing a sweatshirt, you could be wearing joggers, but you can do it in a way where you still look so good. Yeah, you know and like I mean? put together. And put together. Like, you, yeah. like your nails are done. You might even be wearing like somehow high heels, but you're wearing like sweatpants. Yeah. And, and accessories. Like, accessories are so huge. So big right now. Like your hair slicks back. Gold hoops and like yeah. a like statement necklace, like what you're right. wearing or what I'm wearing. We'll just dress up a whole outfit, like a casual yes. outfit. And it's interesting how the trends have changed too. Like it used to be mm-hmm. when we were in college that you would like makeup would be like more is more. Like you would have your entire face caked with makeup. You'd put on your bronzer, your highlighter, your brush, bl- brush, blush. <laughs> you put like the cat eye, eye shadow, like whatever, like you do all of it. Yeah. And these days, because of quarantine, I feel like the whole look is like kind of like naturally pretty. Yeah, minimalistic makeup. Exactly. But the interesting part is that little do these poor boys know that we're also getting way more Botox and filler these days than we uh, used to. So we're wearing less makeup, but we're doing more shit to our face. So I feel like all these girls are like, yeah, like I'm just so focused on like like a really nice, clean, natural look. But I'm like, bitch, you pump your face pull, full of Botox, full of fillers. So like, fuck out of here with yeah. that. <laughs> well, luckily for me, I never really like, and I still don't really know how to do makeup. Like eyeshadow, eyeliner just wasn't my thing ever. And yeah. I'm just, I don't think I'm going to start to learn now. Yeah. So I'm kind of here for the minimalistic makeup yeah. look trend. I hope it stays. But however, I wouldn't mind like wearing nice clothes to come back to style because right. it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Like all my nice clothes are just in my dresser or I mean in my closet and they yeah. just sit there. And I'm like, when will I ever get to wear them again? But I would do you, love to know. Do you dress up for, like, because you're, your new job, you yeah. go to the office sometimes. Do you have to dress up? No, which is, like, honestly, like, a change for me. Because, like, when we used to work together, like, you could only wear jeans on, like, Fridays. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, business casual every other day. But, like, I could wear jeans, like, any day of the week there. Okay, so it's casual. It's, like, business casual. Business like, casual. like, you obviously, like, like, you can't wear, like, holes in your jeans or anything like that. <laughs> right. But, like yeah it's just like I don't have to wear like dress pants 
if I don't want to. Oh, wow. Okay. But obviously, because I'm new, I'm, like, obviously, like, putting in more effort in my appearance. But, like, yeah. I'm sure that will slowly <laughs> stop. Abby's, like, give me, like, a month or two. And I'm just, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, the people who used to wear sweatpants in high school. That's oh, my God. No, I would never <laughs> wear sweatpants. I know. I'm not saying you would. I just had that visual all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. like, are you, um, how are you liking it? Like, is it good? Your, your job? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm good. happy to be back working. You being seem happy. Yeah. You seem good. Like you seem like you're in a really good place. Well, cause I, I don't do well when like I don't have a routine. Mm. You know what I mean? And Your now routine. I'm like back in my routine. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll like make like, cause I remember, so Shannon and I, if you guys don't follow us on TikTok, you should, but like we've posted now two day in my life videos on TikTok, which are both days in Shannon's life because she was like, Abby, like you should probably do. It. And I was like, yeah, maybe when, like, I actually have a life again and, like, have a routine. <laughs> Which is just really sad. I know. <laughs> but now I have one. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll film one now. You've always had one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not worth watching before. <laughs> no, it's true, though. I think that um, the more that you... And this goes for, like, if you have, like, a weekend where you sleep the whole time, like, you're, like, more tired in a weird way. And, like, you're just, like, fall into this, like, weird... I feel like I get that. yeah. But but you like but you're happy now. You have your routine back. You have your like you have a new job. Yeah. I have no complaints. Good. That's awesome. So you mm. don't feel like you're like super stressed out? Uh, I, feel like I wouldn't like, say that. I just feel like taking it all back in at once would be a yeah. lot for me. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like when you graduate college and you go back into work and all of a sudden you're like, shit. Like I have yeah. to like wake up early. I have to learn how to like manage my calendar. I have to deal with all this stuff all the time. Yeah, I think I think starting a new job is definitely scary but I think starting a new job remotely is a little bit easier okay but I think given my like job itself like being an EA that's an executive assistant for anyone that doesn't know I think that's kind of like like it's kind of like a known thing that it's like you're gonna be stressed because there's always something that you could be doing really yeah like in what way I don't know it's just like basically like my whole thing is like okay how can I make this person's life better and easier right. and like like I've already gotten positive feedback from like my boss saying like he's like oh my god like my calendar is like so much better like blah 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 I can breathe now like da 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 but it's like okay but like what can I be doing and like I'm always constantly like right. thinking and like especially with COVID and like being at home like you can always work that's so true like there's never like I could literally cook dinner and then and then like because I, I honestly get emails like at all hours, like literally, especially I don't know if it's maybe like just the industry that I'm in, but like they are just I feel like workaholics because they're so passionate about what they do. Right. And they're just nonstop working. So I literally get emails at all hours of the day, like wicked early in the morning, wicked late at night. And it's hard for me to like disconnect and be like, OK, Abby, no, it can wait. Yeah, no, that's such a good point, actually. And I didn't even think of that because you're like managing someone's life. So mm -hmm. it's like so important to you. You're like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything to make this person's life easier, which makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of pressure sometimes. It's like, yeah, no big deal. It's just like your whole life is in my hands. It's fine. <laughs> no big deal. Well, I feel like that's the case for so many jobs, though. Like, I think you graduate college and you don't realize, I think, I don't know, you just, you just don't realize how much that work is going to start consuming your life yeah and I feel like for some people it literally becomes their whole identity their whole life and their whole identity their You're right. whole life their whole identity and that's not healthy and I, I think that like 
you literally graduate college, they hand you a diploma and they're like, okay, now you're going to work until you're at least 65. Here's a boatload <laughs> of stress for the rest of your life. It's Congrats. also like your whole life you've been prepping for this. So you get mm -hmm. to elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and they're like, someday you're going to get a job. Someday you're going to get a job. And then someday happens and you wake up one day and you're like, shit. I just graduated college. Now I need a job. You got one and you've been groomed for this your whole life. So in your head, you're like, okay, this has got to be like, this is what I've worked for. Right. right? So you make it your whole life. And I, I feel like when I graduated, it was the same, the same shit. Like I, I got a job and in my mind, I was like, this is the most important thing in my life. Like, this is what everything I've worked for up until this point has been for this. So this, this is my whole life now. And I feel like I made my job my life. Okay, so there's, like, pros and cons to that. Right. Because, like, obviously, like, when you, like, put your whole heart into something. Because I, I honestly believe that, like, if you're going to do something, you might as well do it right and right. give your all. Because, like, right. especially with me, like, if my name is on it, like, I want to make sure that I'm proud of my work. Absolutely. But at the same point, it's like, okay, if you make that, like, your number one priority and you're putting, like, your own sanity, your mental health, like, your well-being and, like, you're putting everything else to the side, like your family, friends, hobbies, sleep, exercise, eating healthy. Like if you put it to the side, like that's literally going to end up showing. So true. And it's actually going to end up hurting you. It will. Yeah. That's what happened to me. So I, I mean, I'm in the same job now that I was in when I graduated college. I started interning at my company. I love my company. I love my job and it's been a great ride, but I think when I look back at my career so far, the issues that have occurred have been because of me, which is fine. It's a, it's a learning experience, yeah. right? Like I'm 26 now. I've learned a lot the past four years and I'm sure I'll learn a lot in the next 10. But I just think that when, when I reached a point where I started to prioritize my life as the only thing that mattered. And like you said, I started skipping out on sleeping or hanging out with my friends or my mental health or having a hobby. Like I just only focused on work. Like there was a point where I didn't work out for a year. I didn't go to the gym. Not that I think that's, that's the most important thing, but I always, but if liked, it matters to you, you should mattered. make time it for it. You should me. always make time for exactly. the things that you care about. And I, I just pushed it to the side because I was like, okay, well no, I have to stay in the office till however late at night, which is, which is okay. It's okay to work hard, but I think mentally I made it my whole life. So what ended up happening that was kind of scary looking back now is I reached a point where I started to like value like how I felt about myself, like on like how I was doing at work. Like your work performance. Exactly. So, and I think this is a hundred percent on me. Like I don't, I don't really think it mattered what career I was in. I think it's just like my personality type, yeah. my kind of intense person. And I was like, okay, I want to be the best. I want to do this. I want to do that. And if I had a bad month at work because it, because work was my entire life and all I really cared about for so many years, I started to feel like, Oh my gosh, like I'm a failure as a human being, which I feel like is just so sad. right. It's just not. And it's also not right. It's not correct. No, because sometimes you like try something out and you realize that it's like, you're not cut out for it. And like, I feel like so many people like try to force things to happen. Right. Whereas like you, like that's, that wasn't the case for you, but I feel like there's so many people that are, like in jobs that they're miserable because yeah. they hate what they're doing. Right. They don't enjoy it. They don't find any joy in it. And like, obviously there's going to be parts of everyone's job that they don't like, but overall, mm -hmm. like if you're in a, in a profession that you don't like and you're just forcing it to happen because maybe your parents think that you should be doing it or something right. like, well then what are you living for? Exactly. I just think that there's this weird thing right now where we almost like glamorize being a workaholic Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every yeah. other type of 
alcoholic is a bad thing except for being a work <laughs> wait that's so true <laughs> like it's like okay if you're alcoholic, alcoholic bad, bad. workaholic alcoholic good good yeah, yeah. Good job. no like keep doing that like that's so yeah. that's socially acceptable which again like there's those people out there that they can perform that way and good for them i think the issue with me was that like i'm someone that just needs other things in my life so what ended up happening was i just i worked so hard and like tried so hard and when things wouldn't go my way i just like was completely defeated and actually ended up hurting my work performance. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's like, I, and I'm not saying you shouldn't work as hard. That's the thing. Like I probably worked just as hard today as I did two years ago. The difference is like my mentality. Like when I leave work now, I'm like, okay, work is done. It's time for me to focus on something else in my life versus like back then it was like, I would lay awake at night till like three in the morning, just thinking about my job. And I was like, Mm. how can I do better? How can I do better? And that was just so not, good for my mental health no yeah you'll drive yourself insane that insane. way yeah but that's uh, so that's important that you said that like I think and like I'm such a hypocrite because I feel like up until a year ago I didn't really like have like a hobby that I like enjoyed doing but I think it's like so important that you do have hobbies so that when you do leave work you have something to look forward to you have something that will distract yes. you because like the podcast for me right going to bar class, yes. like just like little things. Um, yeah, just a break and like something to look forward to and like disconnect is like extremely important. And if you can make money doing a hobby that you love, AKA like a podcast, for example, that's just a bonus. I agree. My, I like always look up to my sister, even though she's my younger sister, I look mm-hmm. up to her so much. And she always says, um, when she talks to people like from her job, she's like, I think once you get a job that you like, the first thing you should do is get a hobby. And she was like, it's not, it shouldn't take away from your job. You should put just as much effort in, but you should get a hobby. And she said like what you just said, the reason is because you should have something on the side that you can look forward to. Human beings like to have some, something new, like some sort of change. And when they feel like they're doing the same thing over and over again, it leads to obsessiveness and burnout and all that stuff so she was like you need to have something on the side that you can be like okay when I'm done with work today I can go I mean she she paints like she's an artist so yeah. she goes and does that but what amazing artist check her she's out amazing on yeah it's um Bianca Jules, Bianca Jules studio studio yes yeah. on Instagram so go follow her she's amazing um but that's her biggest thing and she's like her second thing that she always talks about is by the time you're 30 by the time she's 30, she's like, you should have three streams of income. income and it should be your main job, your side hustle. If you can profit off of your side hustle, whatever that may be. And the third should be some sort of investment. So whether that's crypto, you know, Bitcoin, or if it's just, you know, investing in the stock market, oh, housing market, on the third one, buying a house whatever it is. Um, she's like, you should have three streams of revenue. So that's her thing. Like kind of her mentor that she lives by, which I think is awesome. Yeah. But that's amazing. It is. Um, but I just think it's interesting because I used to, like, if you asked me two years ago what I thought of, like, work-life balance, like, people were like, oh, I, I want a work-life balance. I value work-life balance. I was such a hard-o back then. I was like, work-life balance? That sounds like someone that's super lazy and all they care about is unlimited PTO and getting out of work early and sleeping in. But that's not true at it's all. It's not yeah. true, right? Yeah, I feel, yeah, you're sorry. There is, like, a stigma around work-life balance. And, like, I remember when I applied for my first big girl job out of college, the application had me rank. It was like, okay, rate what's most important to you. It was like work-life balance, like money, 
um, what was it? Uh, like opportunity for growth. There was like five different things Mm -hmm. and they said rank them. And I, and I didn't know if like work-life balance was like a test or not. Like I didn't know if I should rank it. Like, like that is important to me or like have it towards the bottom. Like, no, it's not important to me. Like being able to like grow within my career is more important to me. But like, honestly, like as as I've gotten older, it's become way more important to me. Right. Because I've realized that like you could, you could, I mean, obviously money is important and having a job where there is room for growth is important, but also like, so is work-life balance because all the money in the world isn't going to make you happy. Will it it solve a lot of your problems? Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's not going to make you happy. What's going to make you happy is having a work-life balance and having friends and family that you actually spend time with. Right. And like, what's the point of having a shit ton of money if you don't have time to spend it? True. You know? I also think too, with work-life balance, I didn't realize that it's much more of a mentality than it is a call to action. So uh, you can work just as hard in your job and be just as accomplished, but like mentally, it's like you're going to prioritize other things too. Like I'm going to prioritize my friends. I'm going to prioritize my family, people that I love, people that that I care about, things I care about, my hobbies, whatever it may be. Um, But I can just, I can work just as hard and work just as many hours in my job. I feel like before like work-life balance, I didn't, I didn't have one because I wasn't even thinking about anything else except for my job, which is what made it unhealthy. And I also think it's just a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, Abby, I think is attributed to the world that we live in. Society, yeah. Yeah. I just think that it's like, there's this weird pressure these days to be accomplished at such a young age. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, okay. If you don't have X amount, you know, by the time, if you don't buy a house, by the time you're 26, if you don't marry down, like settle down and buy blah, 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 by the time you're 30 and you don't become a millionaire by the time you're 40, like you're a failure. And it's like, well, we hold ourselves to these standards and then we end up driving ourselves crazy when we don't hit those benchmarks. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's not realistic. And, and it also just, it can trap you. Like if you're in a job that you're not happy with and you're like, okay, I want to, you know, maybe change careers but in your in your head you're like that's gonna set me back three years and I'm not gonna hit these goals some people would be so scared that they're not gonna switch careers I know know. and that's why I think that's where people make the biggest mistake where it's like it's never too late to start over and in the grand scheme of things like like one of my really good friends um she graduated college she graduated her undergrad yeah I honestly don't know what she got a degree in and she was working in Boston and she was like a year or two post-grad and she decided that she wanted to go back to school and she wanted to go to nursing school and like that's not an easy decision because that's like I don't know I don't know how many years two to four years um I know you can do like an accelerated right um course and do it less but it's still setting you back it's setting you back yeah absolutely in the grand but in the grand scheme of things what is two to four years when you literally have to work until you're 65 True. at least. And if you're going to be happier because yeah, of that. Like she, like, I think she liked her job. Like she was doing sales um, for some company and she liked her job, but she was like, that doesn't bring me joy. It doesn't bring me like happiness and like f- fulfillment. And I want to do something that's going to make me happy. And she was like, I want to, I want to be a nurse. And so she made that move and she's now in nursing school and I'm so proud of her because yeah, amazing not a lot of people have the balls to do that no they don't and they just stay in an unhappy life and an unhappy job right exactly I 1000% agree it's like the comfort of what you have now it's like people who stay in an unhealthy relationship like Mm -hmm. you're in a bad situation you probably on some level know that you are but there's this comfort about it where you don't want to almost like charter like the 
waters of unspoken yeah exactly like you don't want to know okay well i don't really know what's over there i know what's over here and it like gives you yeah. that comfort it's the same thing with like moving to a new city mm-hmm. like okay i'm scared like i, I know i want to move away i know i want to do all these things i know i want to go skydiving or you know backpack around europe for a year i mean you can't really do that right now but yeah under normal circumstances i want to go backpack around europe and i feel like the only thing that holds you back is fear but my biggest honestly my biggest fear out there is is like living life with regret like I always say to myself that I'm so scared of not doing these things that I want to do yeah so it's like if you want to go and move to California or London or New York or Miami or wherever the hell you want to go I think you should just do it especially in your 20s because mm-hmm. when you're married and you have kids if that's what you want you're not gonna be able to do it then like yeah. this is kind of like your time I remember like maybe a year and a half ago I had like an itch to move yeah like I really wanted to move and I and I wanted like a new pace a new change and I didn't I didn't know where I wanted to move I know I wanted to move somewhere warm but I didn't know where but I really really I was heavily considering it but you want to held me back my job really yeah I was like I can't leave like was it just your job I think so yeah wow like I I felt such a huge like sense of like loyalty and like responsibility I was like why would I leave my job? I love my job. I love the people I work with. I love the person I work for. Why would I, why would I give that up and like go selfishly move to another state and like start over? And then you realize at the end of the day, business is business and people aren't afraid to drop you because at the end of the day, they have to do what's best for them. So you should do what's best for you. Yeah. And I told myself if, if I ever wanted to move, I would never let anyone or anything stop me from that again. But right now I'm, content yeah, in content, Boston right but I think if that were to come up again or if you yeah. give advice to someone else you would say do it just do it and just it's, do it's it. not personal it's business like you yeah. should never let your love for your job or really for anything come um, in between your happiness exactly and and I think it's it's also like and another piece that like also kept me back from moving was like the fear of because I think like this generation is known for job hopping Mm. like they can never stay at the same job for too long and like if if they get offered a like the same job but more money somewhere else they'll take it right but and I like I don't want to be part of that like generation like I've always and I kind of agree with how and like not everyone has to agree or think this way but like it doesn't I don't think it looks that good on a resume and I think that like if you stay somewhere and you build like you can climb up that ladder. Right. So I was like in the back of my head, I was like, well, if I stay, I'm going to have to start all over. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, what does that matter? I have my whole life to climb up a ladder. True. Good point. I agree with you. I also do. I do think though, I will say on that because I agree with you. I think job hopping, just like job hop is dumb. But I think if you get a better opportunity elsewhere, or you feel, you feel like you're getting something that you're not getting out of your current situation, you should go for it. Yeah. Because I think there's more than one ways to get to success. Yeah. I've seen people who have resumes where they've been all over the place. They've worked for multiple companies and they've grown and risen up their corporate ladder the, they, the way they want to. Mm-hmm. I know other people that stayed at the same company and they achieved the same goals. So I think it's just yeah. kind of whatever works no, for you. No, it's definitely 100% situational because right. I think like everyone's situation is different. But if, if, you, like, if you truly believe that like leaving this job to go to another place is going to professionally help you and like you're going to meet your goals and you don't think that you're going to be able to be able to meet them at the job you're at now then 100% leave yeah 
exactly wait what was that quote that you had that you thought was like cool it was about working right oh oh it was just like it was cool it just said we need to stop glamorizing um overworking the absence of sleep good diet exercise relaxation and time with friends and family is not something to be applauded too many people wear their burnout as a badge of honor and that needs to change that's so true you know what Mm -hmm. i feel like like sticks out to me with that too is like the word burnout yeah you know what i mean yeah been there you have a hundred percent i and you were you were right there with me i feel like um i mean there's definitely been multiple times that i've felt burnt out in my life but definitely i would say this past summer Mm, was like the most the most that i've ever felt burnt out yeah and like so many aspects of my life so many but um for those of you who are new or you haven't listened from the beginning, um, Shannon and I actually started Drinks After Work doing vlogs and making videos on YouTube. When was that, June? Yeah, we started like last June. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it hasn't even been a whole year yet. And so we started this wild journey and it was fun, but it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like It was so much work. A because, lot of work. Well, at the time, because I mean, those who listen to the podcast, like the podcast has officially been around since... October I think yeah we signed with big night in like November right okay so the podcast has been around since November but Abby and I started drinks after work the brand back in June Mm -hmm. and at the time we had nothing right it was just the two of us and we were like (laughs) we literally recorded on my iPhone we record on our iPhones we started um like kind of like a half podcast half vlog whatever our first few videos are super cringy if you want to go check them out don't yeah just Um, don't just don't (laughs) but basically we had no we didn't know what we were doing we didn't have a lot of help um we had an editor that would help us sometimes we not really um I mean he was awesome but like we tried to do as much on our own as we could it was insane we would spend our weekends filming Mm -hmm. like Saturdays and Sundays sometimes Mm -hmm. filming and then we would edit throughout the week and we both had jobs where we would have to work till like 6 or 7 p.m yeah so we'd get out of work at like 7 and Abby would come over we'd work till 1 in the morning yeah like I'm not even kidding like it was I can't even explain like how exhausting it was because it's and honestly anyone who like doesn't really get like the whole YouTube thing like anyone that doesn't think that that's like hard work like being a YouTube I feel like being a YouTuber is like so like frowned upon and like looked down on but like I give so much credit to YouTubers because it's not easy now when I see people who like post like the the daily vlogs and like blah 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 how the multiple times a week I'm like oh my goodness we literally it's a hustler yeah we struggled posting once a week by ourselves like it was hard and I like like same as you Abby like before I understood this whole world I was like whatever YouTube that's dumb but when I started doing it I was like wow this is very difficult like editing editing videos takes a shit ton of hours so so much time so we would we would do that till 1 a.m she would leave we'd post every single Thursday and we'd be up till like 3 a.m that night we'd have to wake up at six or seven for our jobs it was just to the point where this went on for like three or four or maybe five months. I don't remember. Yeah, we it was started in June and we signed with Big Night. So literally, when we when we signed with Big Night, I in November, we so we, were, we made the transition to just do podcast. Yes, and we still do vlogs every now and then. But honestly, like we just haven't gotten around to it because it's just so much. It's so time consuming. Yeah. But when we signed with Big Night, it was like a like a sign, like a sigh of relief. Yes, like literally, like the weight is off my shoulders and I can breathe again because. Yeah. like literally like shout out Sam shout out Kyle shout out buddy Jesse everyone at big night like they do all the hard work like we just sit here and talk and talk 
We do the easy part. They do everything else. And like, we don't have to worry about it. When we leave the studio, we just have to focus on posting it and like our Instagram stories and coming up with the content. Because honestly, coming up with content is not easy either. No. But it's but but, it, but it's what we're good at and what we yeah. like, right? So like I think over the summer when we were doing the, the video editing, we have no idea what we were doing. I I taught myself how to video edit. It was really scary because I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't, and I was so burnt out to the point where like to this day, and it's something that I'm me and Abby talk about all the time because I'm I'm struggling with it because I love posting vlogs on YouTube. Like I love editing, but it's also just so it's so exhausting and. I don't know. Like I have footage from New Year's Eve when mm-hmm. I was in um, New Orleans. I have footage from Miami for my birthday. It's all sitting on my camera. It's sitting on my computer, but I cannot get around to posting it because I think I'm still burned out from last summer. And it's crazy how like yeah. long that lasts. Like in my mind, I'm just mentally like, oh, like I don't, I but can't do this. Because I feel like it's like the, because we just are like traumatized from like the <laughs> time and energy that we put into before big night like now the thought of like editing of like a miami vlog is just like we don't even want to look at it because no. it's like no i just don't want to deal with it yeah. i just don't want to bring that back but it's like we want to but it's like it's so oh hard. yeah i'd love nothing more than to be able to post that on I our know. youtube and be like oh my gosh look how cute and fun we were but there's just like this part of my brain that's like no i'm not doing that it's just like <laughs> just it's, it's, it's like a mental thing like i can't bring myself to no. do it and i guess the moral of the story is don't be scared to to ask help right yeah ask for help because literally big night was a godsend and and we have all the help that we need now but i feel like to to relate this back to other people who don't have a podcast and don't like have a similar experience like everyone has definitely been in, in a situation where maybe in their job or in any aspect of their life where they have too much on their plate way too much and and they're afraid to admit it and mm-hmm. they don't want to ask for help because they don't either want to admit that they need help they admit that they're drowning admit that because i feel like they feel like they're going to come off weak or feel like like yeah it's gonna make them look bad but it's not yeah at all i also think the interesting thing is in the beginning you don't realize it like in the beginning you're like oh no i got this i can do this for the next three years like i remember i used to tell myself that like oh yeah this is this is easy like i got this and within the course of like three months I was like shit I can't do this this is way too much I'm exhausted I'm so tired (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing so I think like before you reach that point where your brain is about to explode I think you should just take a second and be like okay let me just breathe focus on myself and whatever that may be if you're like and like I understand now why youtubers sometimes are like oh I need to take a month off yeah like it makes sense but with anything like whatever your hobby is whatever like don't sit there being like well if I don't keep doing this and I'm gonna come in last or if I don't you know post enough or if I don't do this just like take a second and be like ultimately whatever it is I'm doing in my life like it will be better if I can just take some time to like focus on my mental health and just like being okay with myself yeah i mean no one has their shit together 24 7 no and and no one can handle having a thousand things on their plate so i think if like we all just like were to like be real with ourselves and real with each other everyone would realize that we're literally all the same and we're all struggling and people are more than willing to help you just have to ask for it and like it doesn't make you less of a person or less of an employee or less of a boyfriend, girlfriend, anyone, friend. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. Ultimately, like people are, if you ask for help, people are going to uh, appreciate it and respect it more because whatever it is you need help with, 
they're going to be more than happy to help because if you were to do that yourself, it's not going to be done properly or as no. well because you're burnt out and you're mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted and the quality of your work is going to oh, lack. Yeah. And you're also not objective. Like I feel like you overanalyze, like I would overanalyze mm-hmm. everything, whatever it is in my life. If I'm doing it for myself, I'm like, I'm going to spend 30,000 hours looking at this. And if someone else did it, they'd be like, oh, that, that looks good. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like literally sometimes like Shannon would like send me like copies of like something that she edited and she'd be like, well, what? And I'm like, it's literally perfect freaking post it. And she's like, well, and I'm like, no, do it. You're like, well, I've only spent the past 30 hours editing it. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. And if you spend another second on it, you're going to go insane. Yes, exactly. So true. Oh, what are you gonna oh, do? Man. It's okay. Well, life's look, wild. Look at the growth. Look, look at us. Look at us now. We're the picture of health and wellness. Uh, not really. I don't know about that. <laughs> Probably not. No. We're getting better every but, single you know, day. But you know, yeah, we, we try age. to be a better person every single day, and that's all you can do. It's all you can try and hope for. Abby, that's so beautiful. Let's all right, all right. <laughs> don't get all 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 soft on me. All right, let's hit the people with some drunk deeds. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. So this one is a two for oneer. Okay. Wow. Two for the price of one. Hell yeah. Love it. Okay. So the NBA, National Basketball Association. I've heard of it. Yeah. NBA find Kevin Durant. 50K. The NBA u- find Kevin Durant. Okay. Yep. 50K gotcha. for using derogatory language used in a Michael. How do you say this last name? Michael, Michael Rappaport. Rappaport exchange. Okay. So basically. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Rappaport. <laughs> um, okay. So basically what happened is this guy, Michael, he's an actor. Um, if you Google him, because honestly, I didn't know who he was until I Googled him. And when I saw his face, I was like, yep, I know him. Yeah. So basically he did an interview. Um with who that charles barkley guy yeah who's that <laughs> tell the people that don't know like myself um he's a former basketball player as well you may have heard of him people <laughs> i don't know whatever i guess he did an interview with this charles guy <laughs> and um come on whatever get used to it um so kevin durant ended up dming michael about the interview and he was like you a bitch and like uh, so basically like the dms were kind of vulgar like they weren't like nice I'll, no. I'll give the nba that but if you want to look them up league vibes on twitter posted all the screenshots if you want to read them they're a little bit too pg-13 for this podcast um but basically kevin dm'd michael about it you a bitch it all like again go read the screenshots if you want but basically what michael unfortunately ended up doing is putting himself on blast and kevin on blast and posting the screenshots hmm. why to be a douchebag? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a good answer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be a bully? Like, if you're going to bully me, I'll bully you back. I don't know. I don't know what was going through his head. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea, but he did it. And basically, like, everyone came for him. Like, literally, he, he ended up saying, like, and it, this is honestly really sad, though, but, like, also screw him because like he came for Dave Portnoy and I don't uh, if you have a problem with Dave Portnoy you have a problem with me mm-hmm. but literally he was like I can't go out of the house and get a cup of coffee without being reminded of the feud like people are being so mean like I know that I posted it but people are being so mean to me blah 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 wow 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 <laughs> yeah so the two for one is that so I had to like I, I found out that this Michael guy I feel like he's just wait, like wait, so wait just just to like go back though so Michael posted this 
on his um like whatever posted the DMs and now the NBA is suing Kevin Durant for it. They find him. They find him. They okay, find him gotcha. fifty thousand dollars for using the derogatory language. Gotcha. Yeah, because okay, yeah, sorry. he didn't say nice things, but okay. like <laughs> he didn't say nice things. It we'll wasn't just put nice it that said. way. Um, but so this isn't the first time that Michael is in some hot water because in twenty eighteen of September he tried <laughs> what <laughs> nothing. He tried to sue Barcel. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. I don't know why he. Th- he ever thought that he would win but basically so michael ended up he worked for barcel for like literally eight months and he got fired because he was tweeting at barcel fans and like insulting them so barcel fired him as they should which i can never understand why he was shocked that he was fired yeah and then so basically i guess barcel created this t-shirt with like his face on it with like a clown like and then like also had this little mark below his lip which is like like, it was supposed to be like a clown with herpes or or something something. yeah and like he basically like sued barcel for one like firing him without a cause and then two like the whole yeah the whole herpy thing and like basically it, it got um the court dismissed it. They said that like, there's no evidence, like there's not enough, whatever, right. like, right. and, and that was that. So it's, he's, he's two for two. He lost both. Like he's, he's just like an angry little man child. He's not winning anything in life right now. And I, I, I feel bad for him. I hope, I do hope he's okay. But at the same time, I kind of feel like he just needs to take a break from Right. From the whole social media thing. Right. And maybe just like Maybe chill. he should just like focus all the energy he has elsewhere. Yeah. Obviously it's not Put working. all that energy into something more productive. I agree. And like just stop talking, you know? I'll stop talking. What's the next drunk deed? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Regine Paul, uh, Page. Um, yeah. If, who? If I'm saying his name right. I don't think I am. I've tried. I literally downloaded this app to like pronounce his name. I think I still butchered it. Whatever. He plays Simon or the Duke of Hastings in Bridgerton. So it was just announced that he will not be on for season two. Dun, dun, dun. How do you, I mean, you know me. I don't. I care yeah, less, I know you but care how, do you, how do you well, feel about that? Well, for the people out there that do care less or that do care, um, <laughs> it was honestly, it was hurtful. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> it it made me sad and mad. It made me really mad because well, okay. So I'm sitting there minding my own business, and my friend actually texted me this um, over the weekend, and she was like, "What the hell?" And it was like a casual post about he, how he won't be on season two. And I was like, excuse me, because those of you that watch Bridgerton, you would know that like his relationship, it was like the Duke of Hastings. So Simon and Daphne, their love is like, the, the central theme of the entire season. And that's why you watch it. And you want to know if they're going to work out and they keep fighting and he doesn't want a son and whatever, but they make it work. And it's like the most beautiful ending in the world. And then for all of a sudden the show to come forward and be like, Oh, by the way, he won't be in season two. Ha ha. Looking forward to it. I'm like, screw you guys. (laughs) So people are pissed, right? So he is not only like attractive, but he just, he plays the character perfectly. Like he's the heartthrob. He's a Chuck Oh, best. he was the one where, so you tried to suck me into the show by saying like, there's a really hot character. Yes. And then I watched like 30 seconds of the first episode until I saw him. I was like, he's not hot. I'm moving on. Well, I think he's hot. He <laughs> is amazing. Anyways. Um, but he's also just like a really good actor. So everyone's upset. They're pissed off. They're like, how can you just take him off the show like that with, out any explanation multiple people are coming forward and they're like we're boycotting bridgerton and the other half of people are like something must have 
happened. He must have done something. But it actually turns out that the answer is kind of lame, unfortunately, because I know we look for the gossip here. Um, there was none. There was. It really actually makes of, perfect sense. It makes sense. So Bridgerton, the show, so the, the entire first season focused on Daphne, um, and the the show, by the way, is book, based on the books. Um, there's there's a bunch of books, and each book is about a different sibling in the Bridgerton family. So the first was about Daphne. The second is it going to be about her older brother, and so on and so forth. So. I guess he was never really supposed to be a central character moving forward anyways. Um, like his his um, storyline with Daphne by the end of season one was kind of supposed to reach its completion. So like they had their ups and downs. They figure it out. In the end, it's like it's like a happy ending between the two of them. If you haven't watched it, I'm really sorry because I just ruined the whole show for you. <laughs> Whatever. They get blessed with a beautiful baby boy. Anyways, the hey. second season is supposed to be kind of moving on to the next the next sibling in the Bridgerton family. So that's kind of how it goes. And um, he wasn't supposed to be like a central part of the show. So nothing really like creepy or sketchy happened. It just was that he was this never supposed to be. all part of the be. plan. It was part like, of the plan. Like he knew that he like, wasn't going to be in season two, right? Right. So I don't think... I mean, because of COVID, it's tough because you can't really bring in like actors to kind of just pop in and pop out because of COVID. Mm. So maybe under normal circumstances, he would have kind of come in to like wave high every now and then. So he's mm. not supposed to be like written out. Like, I don't think he's supposed to like die or something in the show. <laughs> I just think like he's not he's really going to be as much in it because gone. the show is refocusing on other characters. Okay. It's like almost like a mini series every single season of the show. So Daphne might be in it. I think that's a little up in the air, but um, that's the answer. And also this guy, I mean, he did such a phenomenal job acting in the show that he's just getting like deals on deals. Like people are talking yeah, about him. Yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Like he's already, I think, signed on for like two separate projects on the side. People are talking about him being the next um, James Bond. Oh, the next- whoa. Yeah. So there's a whoa, bunch of- slow down. A bunch of big stuff coming his way. And he, he actually said, he was like, when I signed on to the show, the thing that drew my attention so much was that it was a one season show that I had to sign on for so far. Um, Because he's like, I wasn't committed to like... Wait, so was Bridgerton planning on doing a second season? Or did they they do it after it became a hit? They knew they wanted to do more than one season, but it depended on how the first season Mm. went in terms of like their... Um, like reviews and stuff, but he was only signed on to do the first season. Gotcha. He was okay. like, I liked that because I don't have to like commit to five years with a show or something. Yeah, we don't he, need another Grey's Anatomy with too many seasons. Exactly. So he's like, I, you know, obviously did really well, collected my fame, and I can kind of go, <laughs> go off and my fame. Do was he nobody before Bridgerton? I don't know. I think he was in some stuff, but it definitely not to the like. This was like is. his career big. Big yeah, role break. for him. Yeah, I mean, it, was, break it came out whatever. in December and the show's been like a, a huge hit since then. So oh, Good for him. For, we wish him the best. I don't. I'm in your very, future very endeavors. No, it sucked. It made me so, I mean, I'm not over it. Like I'm, I'm still better. Like with the people out there that are better, I feel you because I don't know if I can watch a second season without him. Like I just, I love him. I love the romance, but we'll see. <sighs> I think it's so funny how people weird people get on tv shows i get really weird i know you do i get really weird i just don't get it like they're not real whatever escapism like you like to feel like okay like Mm -hmm. this is another whatever whatever it's fine it's fine (laughs) all right guys on that note that's all that's all we've got for this week (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode every single week we appreciate you guys 
um, you know, listening to me and Abby bitch about basically everything. It really <laughs> goes a long way. If you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram, drinksafterwork underscore TikTok. It's drinksafterwork. We just posted a new video. Go peep it, comment, whatever you want to do. Go on to, if you if you listen on Apple, go leave us a rating and a review. Um, if you listen on Spotify, I don't really know if there's anything you can do there. <laughs> I don't think so. Just I don't subscribe. Think, I don't think so either. But tell your friends about us and we will see you guys. Oh, we're not done. We, oh. we, 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 you guys, just another reminder, freaking get your merch. Oh, okay. And if you get the merch, post about it, tag us, we'll repost you. Yes. Um, link in bio to shop. Shout out to Hubi. We have a new link. It's H O O period B E. Shout out to Hubi. Abby was excited about that. I was. Um, do your own research on them. They're wicked dope. Um, if you know, you know. Um, and also Manscaped code big night for 20% off and free shipping we just have so much to offer you and we'll have even more next week so we'll see you baddies next week see you guys next week babies Woo. Uh.